welcome to Before the Bid, your connection to some of the world's best livestock sales. Stay tuned as your host, Andy Howe, takes you coast to coast, stopping along the way to talk with producers about their operation, their livestock, and of course, their upcoming sales. Let's get to it. Welcome, Livestock friends, to this Before the Bid podcast. And on this one, we are going out to Colfax, Iowa, and we are going to talk about some Angus cattle, and we're going to talk about a sale that is going to be on Angus Live, and that one is going to be on October 4th. So make sure you go down to Angus Live and check this one out. Talking to a guy, got him on the phone, and this guy and I go way back. We were talking, we think, about 25 years. I showed up there with a clipper box and things, and uh, we got to know each other then and kept kind of in touch seeing each other at shows and things throughout the years. And so I invited him to be on the podcast again, and he said, sure thing. So I appreciate him doing that. And the young man that comes from a 70-year history on the same farm raising these Angus cattle and doing very, very well and having a lot of success. And we're going to talk about some of those things. And he is going to offer eight of them to you here on this Angus Live sale. So look forward to talking about those. I've looked at the videos and pictures of these things. And man, you're going to want to hear about them because they're really good. And you're going to want to keep on with their success story that they have done. So on the phone with me, I have Craig Moffat again from Colfax, Iowa. Craig, I want to welcome you to the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm I'm doing really good and uh, really excited about having you on here and good to get back in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. You said uh, 25 years. Boy, I think we had different haircuts about that long ago. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I got to say, I, gotta, I wasn't going to say this, but our hairstyle is just about the same now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think maybe, honestly, I kept a little bit more than you did, but... Uh, uh- I, it, it just keeps going. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I, I, I sent a guy the Snapchat the other day. I went ahead. And I used to use one garden size and a different one on top, and I just sucked it up. It just did the whole thing one way. <laughs> I feel like a new man. <laughs> I do the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we do. We got the same hairstyle. So, <laughs> Craig, you guys been at this thing 70 years. And, and if you would, kind of tell us where you got started, how you got started, Grandpa got this thing started, and a little bit lead us up to who's involved in today's world of Moffat Angus. Okay, uh, yes, 70 years, my Grandpa Maurice. He originally was a very big advocate of the show cattle industry and just really good Angus cattle. And long story, you know, and when he originally was picking out heifers for us, I always thought it was crazy. He would find me a show heifer for county fair, and he would say, I go, where are you going, Grandpa? And he goes, North Dakota. And I go, why would you go clear up there? And, I, and he goes, they got good ones. And I go, okay. And I didn't know any better, and I didn't even know 10 years after it happened where they were really coming, but he was picking out show heifers from shops. Oh, yeah. And he would come back, and it'd be a, kind of a secret because he's paying pretty good money. There were five thousand dollar heifers, mm-hmm. right? In those days, that was big. <clears throat> oh, that was a big time thing, right? And then we just kind of built on it from there, and the passion kind of passed through for my dad, Larry, and he's still involved today mm-hmm. in his mid to upper seventies. He's slowing down quite a bit. So then we we started showing cattle pretty seriously, and we purchased good cows as we could find, did some IVF work, and just kind of spun down the spiral ever since, just having a blast. Right. You guys are also farming on the side as well. 
Yep, we have row crop, we have corn and beans. We raise everything that we feed on our farm comes from our own machinery, our own land. Oh, wow. So I make my own rations. Uh, we raise our own oats, our own corn, and our own beans. Of course, the beans don't go in the mix, but as the seasons change and the cattle develop differently, it's hard for me to go to town to buy a bag of feed when I can adjust it as the cattle need it. Right. It takes a lot more time. It'd be easier to just make a phone call and have it dumped off, but I like to micromanage them as much as I can, and I think it pays off pretty well. Right. Well, why don't you tell us a, a little about mom and dad and, and about your family? So my parents, Mary and Larry, they've been together forever. High school sweethearts, grew up in Des Moines. And as my grandfather purchased the land out here, then they came out as well. They have five siblings. Uh, I'm the youngest of the five. There is uh, my oldest brother, Monty, and then my sister, Joni, another brother, Brian, another sister, Julia, and myself, Craig. Uh, everyone else in the family kind of has different jobs and incomes, but still really stays involved and has a passion for our own Moffat Angus brand. I've had my own uh, kids and my wife as well, my wife, Jessica, and then I have a, a daughter, Jillian, and a son, James. Uh, Jillian's shown a little bit lately, and uh, James is eager to start as well, but we don't really force the kids into it. If they want to, they can show, but I'm not going to make them do it. Right. Now, Joni, she's out here in Indiana. Yes, yep. She is out there with Tim Fitzgerald helping on a free Fitzgerald farm. Mm -hmm. And Brian, let's mention this. Brian, now he was in the Army, is that right? Yep, he was in the Army and he's actually recently retired. He went in in high school and he had really a distinguished career. He was a teacher for quite a while and uh, he's very military, very strict, but he's happy right now being a young retired guy. All right. Well, that's awesome. And, uh, of course, I always want to thank those guys for their service and, and what they mm -hmm. do for us. So, right. And Monty, he's been around as well. Yep. Instrumental on uh, a lot of our breeding decisions. And uh, he helped pick out a lot of show heifers that I showed and how we kind of built our, our herd up. He works in a transportation deal now. He's uh, working at a trucking firm. And uh, my other sister, Julia, she teaches currently at, in Des Moines at a larger school. She's working, teaching a uh, kind of a new thing for high schools, but it, she works with web developing in school and kind of a social media teacher. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Teaches kids pretty, some pretty neat stuff. Oh, that would be neat. Yeah. That's great. We could use some of her students, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it sounds, maybe she could teach you a thing or two about some of that technology stuff. Yeah, I know. We were struggling a little bit earlier, but I got it figured out. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Well, that's good. Do you guys rely on her quite a bit? Hey, we, we really need to do this for whatever. No, actually, uh, she, she does some. Everybody has a little input. She's very creative. So she helps do the, the little stuff and placing things here and there that make dress things up a little bit. But my wife, she really helps on the, the marketing and the even the Facebook. Uh, not like to admit this, but she likes to edit a lot of things that I put on there. But <laughs> That's her job as well, and it, it looks, it does look better and reads better. But I think I got a little better grade in college. But she's kind of advanced that in her master's now, so she's kind of got me beat. Oh, well, that's good. You talked about doing some ET work and some IVF and things like that. That helped you get there, and you've changed your philosophy a little bit. If you would kind of talk us through that. So when we started out, we flushed multiple multiple cows and it just helped us build our herd uh, we didn't try to sell a lot of those females and we just developed a lot of females and the using that tool early on since then 
uh, IVF, and uh, it is still a good tool to guarantee you to get multiple females out there and whatnot, but I think you kind of lose focus of the cow-calf operation as a whole. Mm -hmm. So a lot of folks will have five donor cows and then a large transova herd. Well, you don't really have an idea of how that cow will produce in regards to how your own donor will her utter and or your cow herd, how their feet are going to work and the conditions and the snow, the ice, the mud, and, and even the heat that we get now. Mm -hmm. I think the focus of these show heifers are more long-term animals than they are short-term terminal just on the tan bark. Mm -hmm. So you've lessened that a little bit is what you're saying? Yeah, we don't rely on it nearly at all uh we put in 20 embryos a year just to kind of guarantee that we'll have some females mm -hmm. but typically they may be the best ones they might not be in the last few years it's nice that we don't have to rely on that because then it it gives our cow herd a better chance because it to be quite honest if i put in embryos in a registered cow and we've had it before where that bull bred calf has outsold the embryo calf from the year before <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of, you scratch your head there because it was a $12,000 heifer, ET first round. Right. And I brought the cow up to the show barn because I really liked that calf and I let our herd bull breed it. The next year, that was a $15,000 calf on that recip side. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting how that works out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, but that kind of opened up my eyes. You know, not all these need flushed and it really helps with the sales too that we just don't limit ourselves to one cow line. Right. So can, you can offer multiple things to people, and it's just not the same thing year in and year out. Right, right. And you guys are a decent-sized herd as well, so you're not just breeding on 10 or 15 of them. You guys are breeding on quite a few. Yeah, we breed over 100 cows a year. Almost all of them either, very, like I mentioned, not a lot get embryos put in, but nearly all of them get AI'd, and, mm -hmm. it's, and it's pretty well year-round. We take some time off, but there's always some... There's a few falls, there's some Januaries all the way to Mays, not many summer months in there. That's when our bulls take care of things for us. But yeah, it's, I think if the more you can put your time and effort in taking care of your cattle and micromanaging, then the, the dividends sure pay off. Right. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. So yeah, you just, you like to get them there to know what they're going to be when you're going to sell them to these folks. Yes. Yep. We try to make them produce for us first. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll almost raise a heifer out out of that cow and then see what it does in our own feedlot and our own pasture. And then if I really like it in August when it's never had a halter on, then I start to focus on her calf for the next year for the sale. Right. Absolutely. So what are you looking for in the future then? And, and I'm going to get back to that, that many cows and, and breeding that way, but what are your future goals and, and what are you guys working towards? Are you, do you want to stay with the show cattle thing? Do you, do you want to branch off and do a few other things? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think our passion will always be with the show cattle. I mean, it's it just in me. We'll stay there and try to be as competitive as we can for as long as we're willing. Right. I've always had a goal in mind to try to take a pen of bulls to Denver. Mm -hmm. or even elaborate off of that to have a bred heifer sale. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of goes hand in hand. And, and even this year that we decided to keep a really good bull for my daughter to show as a bred known bull. And so we can help promote him and then use him as a breeding tool and advertising to have bred heifers to sell. 
Sounds like a great goal, and that, that leads me into the next thing. Well, you mentioned you're breeding over 100 cows. Why are you only selling 8 or 10 a year in the lower numbers? I really enjoy working with the families, and I feel like if my numbers are too big, then you don't give them a fair chance. Mm-hmm. If I show up to a show, or my chances of being at a show are greater with the smaller numbers. Mm-hmm. I try to go anywhere I can to service these cattle and typically it's me or one other guy Mm -hmm. you just get the most effort out of me or someone else rather than i send my other group to you and then there's just so there's just no conflict in between so trying to keep up the best job that you absolutely can with everything else that you have going on and then i don't want to make my sale a judging contest either when you show up Mm -hmm. i could sell sisters to some of these or some lesser animals but doing an online sale the first few years i did it the most nerve-wracking thing in the sale was i was scared a heifer was going to sell somewhere and someone was never going to lay eyes on it and just bid well it happened mm-hmm. and i want to be absolutely certain that all these cattle in this sale can go anywhere in america and they will be happy with their purchase mm-hmm. because if we all can make one look really good clipping it and in the video and make all the lighting right but I don't want to have that stigma that we're not selling a, an inferior product for too much money. I want, I want to be certain that there's no questions asked when that calf gets to their place, if they didn't have a chance to see it. Right. Wow, that's great. I really enjoy that, that thought and, and that philosophy and your customer service with that as well. We've had a lot of compliments on it as well, and, and that's how we retain a lot of people. And, you know, whether it brings 3500 or 35000 you're going to get my full effort. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So that leads me to the next thing. You've got the daughter that's showing as well. Yes. And so you've got these cattle that you've sold. You've got her showing, and, of course, you want to be competitive with her. Mm-hmm. What do you do for these people that have bought these animals versus your daughter showing? We decided early on that she will only show bred knowns. So the heifers that you're going to see in the sale, I will never have a heifer show against them in class in a national junior show. She'll show bred knowns, whether it be steers, bulls, or in the spring heifer shows. We have bought some fall borns, but we don't sell typically many falls to compete against those. Mm -hmm. It kind of gives us a different area of the show. So in a sense, then... I'll be available to fit or to work on or guide you into the ring with your spring project and the own show and have my, like I mentioned, my full attention at that point in the show. Right, right. And then and have her show some, some bread knowns. And you guys have gotten along pretty well with those bread knowns as well. Yeah, she's had a blast. First year, she was really top of her class. And her second year, she was reserve division and got her first belt buckle at her first show. And there's a lot of kids out there and i told her i go that's really big i was really happy you won a class to be reserve division was even better there's a multiple kids that don't get to do either one of those things so be happy that you did it early it's tough to do right absolutely i just think that's great and you guys have had a lot of success with the cattle that you've sold whether it be in the ring or whether it be going to those guys to breed on or both with quite a few of them Yeah, that's probably the most gratifying thing of anything we do is I really like to see the cattle go out and perform for other people. This year at Junior Nationals, the third overall heifer was a daughter of a past purchase of ours, and 
just like a lot of our own cows, it was natural calf off the cow as well. So that kind of even sweetened up the deal that cattle in production raising their own milking abilities can get the job done. And we've had one that also the reserve grand champion overall was descended out of one of our lines as well. The one family, the uh, the Collison families, had just multiple success with nearly every animal they purchased from us. Lately, they've had the Forbes bull, Silveras Forbes, who won Oklahoma City, doing really well in the bull stud as well. They had a supreme champion out of a Georgina purchased from here at the Iowa Beef Expo. And then uh, another family, the Perfest family in Minnesota. I wouldn't even want to quote how many times the daughter of that one cow won their state fair. I asked before the Angus tour, and I don't want to mistake in it, but it was at least 10 or 15 daughters have been granted reserve at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, Just wow. doing awesome. Yeah. Doing awesome. I don't want to ever guarantee you that you're going to win here with the calf that you're going to buy. I want you to be competitive, but I can almost assure you that they're going to produce. Right. That's kind of where we want to be. And so to go along with that, you're going to stand behind them 100%. Yes, yeah, they're all guaranteed to breed. Right, that's excellent. Been seeing on some of those online deals that we don't guarantee that, and um, I'm kind of like, whoa, boys. Be careful. Right, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's a great thing. And you guys started with some of that success, and we kind of talked a little bit earlier. It, some of that goes back to one cow that you kind of wanted to highlight. Yeah, back when I was wrapping up my junior career, originally our purchase that helped propel us was our uh, purchase from Steve Patton at a Roth Angus in South Dakota. She was a Roth Forever Lady, 27 of 6, an EXT daughter. And like I mentioned before, like the Forbes Bull and several State Fair champions have came out of her. Mm -hmm. uh, you name it, I've sold an embryo to a family and it was a 26-time Iowa Junior Beef Breed champion and just swept the circuit. Oh, wow. Any bull that we put her on just seemed to click. Mm -hmm. And he really helped propel us to where we are today. The, and it was a lot of good things about that animal, too, that I learned a lot of things about just cattle in general and, and really helped me. She was she was a different animal just before her time. You know, she wasn't the hairiest. Mm -hmm. She was long-sided. She was perfect uttered. Awesome feet. We never trimmed her feet. And then an EXT to boot. And that bull, you know, if not everyone knows, he's kind of the dude in the Angus breed. Right. I don't know if there was 50,000 daughters in production or some obscene number, but she might have been one of the best ones. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you guys have gone off of her and, and just gone on to produce other, I, I guess, a larger line of families from her and, and had a lot of success with them. Yeah, we had several hot rod daughters that worked well. There was some pit bosses, Lutons, Traveler 004. Back to the Embryo work, if that cow, the first time we ever did her IVF, there was 70 oocytes, And so you had to have a big check ready to go when you fly because she could put them out. Holy cow. Yes. That's awesome. And she did it time and time and time again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, if I look at my inventory now, it's still deep. Oh, wow. That's still awesome. Deep. And she lived to be 19 years old on our farm. Oh, my gosh. One of those that just stayed there till the end. Yes. Yeah. We didn't, she didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> you didn't have a calf for the last few years, but it was okay. Just leave her out there and let her be right. Yep. Yep. I was at a place the other day and they said, yeah, that's, that's this cow and she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't know if anything. I right. think in our lifetime we've averaged, and that's from early on selling to 
not crazy numbers like a lot of folks get, but she averaged 10,000 as a whole, every calf we ever sold out of her. Oh, wow. So one of those you do keep around. Oh, yeah, just easy. I kind of feel a little bad for my donor cow, but this is the one of the few sales that there isn't a daughter out of her. I usually have one in there no matter what, but we just didn't have one this year. Probably have progeny out of her descendants ready to go here at some time and, and have in the past as well. Oh, yeah, there's always is, there's always a handful of her daughters in the pasture, and there always will be. Right. That's awesome. Craig? Tell us a little about this sale. It is on Angus Live, October 4th. And are you guys doing an, an open house, or how can we come see these cattle if if we want to see them in person and not on the podcast video or on Walton Webcasting or anything like that? But where else can we see th- some things about this or get some information about you? You know, we've done open houses in the past. I guess we just, it's open house every day. Okay. I'm always around these cattle from right now till sale day, mm-hmm. available anytime. If you give me an hour notice or so, I can make sure that I'm here. And if I'm checking on something else that I can be here to serve you. But yeah, if you just give me a call on my cell phone, 515-991-3056, I'll be here to show you around. Okay. Yeah. And we can uh, Moffitt Angus on Facebook as well. Yep. And I'm on Snapchat as well. Not sure of my handle, so you might have to find me. Like we mentioned earlier, my technology is not great, but <laughs> trying to look at it now. I think it's just Craig Moffat. I think that's how I found you. Yeah, it's just Craig Moffat there on well, easy enough Snapchat. I'm not a great Snapchatter either, so I would guess that's your handle, Craig0482. Look at me go. There it is. There it is. Yeah, and uh, I got it as your name, so I don't know if it's because it's in my con. I'm not a great Snapchatter either, so. But we made it work through Snapchat, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually really like the tool. If uh, a lot of people like other videos of the cattle, right? Besides the ones we put out, some of these are going to change before sale day. And if and if you want to see a quick video, actually Snapchat's the best thing I think for it. Okay. So if you add me on there, if you just give me a little request of a lot, I can run outside real quick and give you a today's look over. Right. Or him. Right. Or him. Yeah. Or him. Yeah. Uh, in this one. So, yeah, uh, it is on Angus Live. And uh, by the time this comes out, it will be live on Angus Live. So you can see all the videos. You can see the pictures. Follow down through there with us if you'd like. If you're not watching a podcast video, a lot of ways that you can get a hold of these cattle and, and see these things. And Craig, man, I am excited about this set. Uh, you've had a lot of success in the past and sold some that gone on to do very well. And I think you got another great lineup here uh, with this one for the October 4th Angus live sale, man, let's just get into them. We got this lot one. Lot one is the 2202 and it's a February 24 carat. Yeah. We weren't really hiding. We didn't mix master sale order up too much, but this one's pretty special. When you walk out in the pen, you just can't help but just stop and look at her. She is square on every corner, puts her feet down perfectly. No tone out. None of that business stands on a big foot. Her leg is just straight enough that you could have hair or no hair, and you can make it look great. She flexes good when she goes. She's got awesome muscle. And when she stops, it just rare as can be that her neck is tight, and it comes into a sweet silhouette, and her body shape's good as well. I'm really, really high on that heifer. And then building back on her, like I mentioned, the reserve grand champion heifer at the Junior Nationals stems back to this Ellie line of this recent Junior Nationals 2022 for the Clark family. Tears before that, the Sullivan family also showed an Ellie that was grand champion of the National Junior Show as well. 
Oh, wow. There's not a lot of these out there. I think it's going to get pretty popular. They sell really well. I was standing ringside with Chris Cassidy, and boy, he goes, that is a show heifer when we were seeing the Clark heifer, and it really stamps them into this line. Oh, she is really cool and everything you said. Man, when she stops, she's like, I, I know I'm pretty good. Exactly, yeah. But she's got a good temperament, too. She's broke to lead. She's really, really salty. Absolutely. And a February 24 carat, boy, she is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. The 24 carat back on a Paradox, a Plum Creek Paradox. Previous to that is a Leachman Sagahachi. Oh, yeah. All the look on that old Sagahachi coming through and that head and neck. And then the, the 24 carats really worked well for us. And, and I think there's a lot of good in that cow. And even beyond that 24 carat, that 419 is a really solid producer for, uh, for those folks in Indiana. Right. Absolutely. Uh, the lot two, we go to the 2280. She's an April Primo with uh, that one name that everybody likes to hear. She's a Sandy. Yes, yes. This one, when she comes out and she can just give you a heck of a look. I really like how this one ties into her chest floor, blends that all the way into a really neat throat latch. Not so tight that she's not going to feed. And you can see that in her. She's soft in her center body. She's level in her top line. And you get looking down at her feet and they are so big and they're so square. And I mentioned to you earlier, these Sandies are so hot. There was the Conley family in Oklahoma is doing really well with them. The Seldom Rest program is doing exceptional with them as well. They're a different kind of animal. They kind of just, they look like show heifers. They grow hair on demand. I've never seen anything like it, <laughs> this one. I got a reclipper tomorrow again. She's really fun to be around. Uh-huh, and really good. Oh, I think this one has, I think all of them definitely have breeding potential, but if you want to make one a donor, I think it's pretty easy to start with the Sandy. Absolutely. This one definitely has some breeding capabilities to her, and you can really, if you're wanting to build a bred known herd or make something new for your sale i think this one can really help a guy out right and how many of these primos have just been terrorizing the neighborhoods oh boy i think it was a bad rumor that they can't make cows because they are here right and they're producing as well the heifer a primo daughter produced the iob expo supreme champion this year so they're just starting to get going and i would kind of pay attention to that bull for years to come yet right absolutely and got a good one primo sandy there the lot three, we go to 2206. She's a March 24 carat, and uh, she's kind of got a pedigree as well. Yep, yep. She is a 24 carat out of a classing that uh, originates from Cherry Knoll and then came from, from Cherry Knoll. They purchased her from Keneally's out in Nebraska. Both those places I just have a ton of respect for. Cherry Knoll, you know, they did so well in the show ring at Keneally's. Is, it should be on everyone's radar. That's just the cow herd of America. This one, her mother was an outlier for that place, being a kaboom. And uh, this heifer, she is so balanced. She has a little longer muscle pattern in her. Really good in her top line. Really good feet as well. Gets out and travels with a long step. Covers her track. When she stops, she's got a great silhouette. Good in her throat latch. Really good through her hip line. We really think a lot of this heifer. The lots one, two, and three, I mean, you can go any direction. It's a pick your poison of which one you like the best. Mm -hmm. This one's really, really good as well. Right. I, I don't think poison would be the right uh, would be the right term for that. If, pick your good one. Pick your good one and go with it. Everyone says if you like what you do, you never work a day in your life, and this group is that. 
it's fun to come and check on these in the morning and start working on them and I think the world of this group. I think whoever gets one, I think you're going to be really happy with any one of these in this sale. Absolutely. Do not disagree one bit. We're, we're starting off great, and, and we don't <laughs> uh, we don't go down uh, anymore with this lot four, the lot four, the 2201, the January 24 carat. Yeah, she's super good as well. Uh, really angular heifer. Awesome rib shape in this one. When you stand from the side and 30 feet away, I think that's where this one shines. A lot of shows, the bigger rings, the National Junior Angus shows, the Oklahoma cities, the judges don't get as up on them as well. And so you need that little longer pattern, longer sided, deeper centered, and then have that really long front third to go with it as well. And a January, I think, to have that fresh look about her when she travels and when she stops to have that long front third, have the body. I think that really can work well. Uh, this line has done awesome for us as well. The, uh, the Rosebud, her mother, just kind of getting into production. She won the Minnesota State Fair, super competitive all year when we showed her in the junior shows. Really easy doing, deep, awesome soundness. The only issue with her was that she wasn't, we'd like to made her a little bit bigger, would like to clean up her throat. And boy, we really hit it out of the park with this one on those two things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You look at this one, you don't think she's a January. She is so fresh and so cool. Uh, yep. Up in that, man, she's, shoo, another good one. We go again. Now we got a Primrose. Primrose here in this lot five, the uh, 2211 heifer. She's a March 24 carat. Yes, Primrose, 24 carat out of an EXT cow. The EXT mentioned earlier, they just make phenomenal cows. And that's how this one is too. Uh, she's not as hairy as some of the other ones in the sale. Not quite yet. Mm -hmm. But boy, doesn't have a hole in her. You watch her come toward you, watch her come away from you. She's square on all four. She's got enough body. You get behind her, her thickness is there. Front third's awesome as well. And just as I mentioned earlier, having that EXT right there in that pedigree is about 100% guaranteed that that thing will make a cow. Right. How many great ones has he made that we talked about earlier? Yes. I like to have them that way when I breed cattle, to have something that's more traditional and almost guaranteed like an EXT and then to use a first-class descendant rather than to line them up totally. A lot of folks line those cattle up multiple times in a row and, and your breeding options just go away mm -hmm. with a heifer like this you have multiple things you can go at her with in the future right i think her time is more she'll show well but i think in production i think you can pay more dividends right absolutely yeah with the cows and the bulls back there behind her for the production end of it uh, yeah and she's not a non-show heifer by any stretch of the imagination in my, oh no in my no, opinion no. He's coming on. Absolutely. Another really good one. The lot six, we go to a little bit younger than what we have been talking about. We've got an April Nexus female here, the 2225. Nexus is a bull of ours and uh, bred pretty neat. Uh, he is a turning point out of an insight back to a full sister to Gamble's hot rod. Oh, yeah. So like I mentioned, I like to have them. The turning points, I kind of consider it a Montana bred. Mm -hmm. and then transition it more into the, the show cattle world, but it blended really good. And the numbers on the cattle on him are exceptional too. Then the uh, Alicia cow, she's really nice as well. The, this is out of a first calf heifer. So this one's pretty green, mm -hmm. but her pattern's awesome. 
the drought here kind of put some of these younger first calf heifers behind, but this one just, I thought she needed to be in the sale. I love her bone work. I love her foot size. Her front end's good. Not everybody needs to start out with a heifer that's ready to go. Right. Absolutely. A lot of folks, they want to know what to feed and they like to feed them. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing to do with these show heifers is to not feed them. Right. (laughs) Everyone likes to put a scoop or two in and be happy. Their cows are happy. They're happy. John Davis told me a long time ago, your cattle look better as they're gaining. Right. So the heifer that in time, the ceiling's high. She's just going to keep getting better as you feed her. She's not nearly there as some of the other ones we mentioned before. But I, like I said, her neck set, her bone, her foot, her body, she'll get there. Absolutely. Absolutely good one. Uh, we go to the lot seven. We got the youngest female here in the sale, the 2281. She's a May style. Out of the rosebud. Yes, this one, we've had multiple sisters do really good out of this line. Long story short, a friend of mine bought the dam of this female for $5,000. Mm-hmm. We like this story. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good one, I can tell. <clears throat> yeah, so he, uh, he bought her, and he's done nothing but breed her to style. Uh-huh. $5,000 initial purchase. Those calves have averaged a little over 12000 apiece. Oh, my God. And so she's just knocking them out of the park, raising them each time. It's been really fun, and the cattle have gone on to win big things, too. We were reserve supreme champion at the Kansas Beef Expo in the big heifer division, so she made it all the way through. Uh, that same heifer uh, won some as well at the, uh, the Futurity, did well at the National Junior Angus Show. Then we had another daughter that last year was our top seller, and she went on to be a reserve division champion of the Cavs in Oklahoma City. That's no easy feat there to oh. get that. Then we had another that she was reserved at a few big jackpot shows in Missouri and just had a blast with her as well. And that family's ecstatic and then the job she's doing as a cow. When she calved, everyone's happy with their udders and the way they, they're moderate built and they're easy fleshing, but they raise a nice calf. Uh, this one, she's a little behind on age compared to her sisters since the cow is so consistent, the, they flushed her. So we have a May heifer here that just doesn't have the time in the wash rack and, and the hair work yet. But this one I'm going to bet on, if you see her pitcher day and you come sale day, you're going to wonder, why isn't this one higher? Mm-hmm. Why Her pitcher and video don't add up. But when you see her in person, I guarantee you sale day, she's going to change. This thing, they'll, they really do it. When she stops, she's elegant through her shoulder and her head. She's leveling her top line. Good bone work wide built just needs a little bit more hair to make everything kind of come together but a really nice female as well right yeah and you add all the style and and the stoutness on this one and yeah if she's still green boy look out yeah and, and just like i said the way those other ones have turned out and uh, the way they kind of keep coming as they age it's it's a kind of a no-brainer right yeah and it all started from a five thousand dollar purchase from you guys <laughs> <laughs> They don't all have to sell high. Right. Absolutely. I like those stories. So we got the heifer division over with, and again, seven high, high, high quality females that put them in a hat and shake them out, and whichever one lands, why, you're going to be absolutely happy with them, and you can go so many different ways on those and be fine and be competitive. And then we add this steer into this mix, and holy cow, this guy's good. My initial thoughts were we were going to sell two, 
And just like I mentioned earlier, I just wanted to sell the best one. Mm-hmm. And everyone question because my daughter showed a steer last year are you going to show an angus steer you're going to show against us and and i said no we're only selling one and this is the one this is the steer if i could pick one out i would show last year we had as much fun with a family showing and i've had some big wins in my i've won denver and fort worth and kansas city national junior angus show took home tons of banners from there but I tell you what, this steer we showed last year with my daughter, it might have been the most fun we've ever had. <laughs> That's awesome. Showed him 14 times. He was champion 13 of those, and I think seven or eight top fives. Filled a wall full of banners. And everyone wondered, how do you do that with an Angus steer? Well, there's only so many that can make it into the grand drive of the crosses or the mains and the keys. And, and these Angus, if they have that extra look and they're extra special for an Angus they'll make it right and it's fun when you do and this calf he's got those parts when he gets out and you look at him his foot size is huge he's really good haired as well really fuzzy ears and and he's he's a good gentle calf as well when you get behind him he's leveling his top line he's got enough body i think this calf's got a ton a ton of future oh my gosh and when this sucker when he stops he's ready oh the best part about it uh Having a young child show, or, or even when I sell to younger people or any showman, when they can plant those front two square and walk into it with the show side leg back, kind of just built into their brain like it's bred into them, it makes it fun to show them. Right. And this calf does that. There's no twisting up front. His feet and angles are good. Everyone that saw him, you know, we like I said, we had a lot of success last year with the steer, and this one from the gate, he's probably better. Oh, my. This thing's good. He's going to terrorize the neighborhood somewhere. Like I mentioned, I love to show him, but we're selling this dude, and we really hope that somebody gets him and has the the time that we did as a family, and we're just looking forward to seeing this calf go on down the road. Right. And you guys sticking with him as well, like we talked about earlier. Yep, yep. I'll follow along as much or as little as you want me to. I'm, I'm really good with teaching young kids uh, the basics of fitting. Or if you just want to step back and let us do it, we sure can. We've had a lot of fun with the junior kids and progressing them through their showmanship skills. Oh, I've had kids win National Junior Angus Show, the Iowa Beef Expo, the Iowa State Fair. It's really neat to see kids when you can teach them the little things. In a year or two, you work with them, and then they go into a showmanship contest, and they just kind of know that they're going to do well. And they don't win them all, but they're successful at it, and they're more confident. And I think you can build off of that going forward with with kids and their jobs and their internships i think the show cattle thing's got a lot of perks to it absolutely responsibility hard work disappointments praises success i just had a talk with a family about their their kids today when they were looking at this uh, group and they mentioned how their daughter uh, loves to be in the barn and likes to work on them and they don't have to push her to do that And, and then i mentioned to them their daughter's only 11 so it's a long time from now and i go i bet when she gets to college she doesn't miss a class right? because in the barn every day working on this calf, they don't tell her to do it. She goes out and does it. You just know kids like that that, that have this ability and, and if they have a nice calf to work on, it helps as well. But I think that you, they can build on that and be successful. Absolutely agree with that. Craig, man, uh, it was good catching up with you. Uh, any, anything else we need to know about these cattle, about this sale, uh, anything like that? No, I think we're good. Uh, 
like I mentioned, there, there's not a lot of numbers, right. but like I said, there's reasons for that. We, we sell the best ones we have. We're confident in them. They can go anywhere in America and be competitive. Whether or not you want me to fit them or not, I'll help as much as or little as you want me to, and it just doesn't end there. We'll go ahead and help you on breeding decisions as long as you own that cow. We'll make sure that success comes one way or the other. And also some, some of the marketing things, you guys have, have turned around and, and helped them with that as well. Yes, yep. If uh, A lot of folks don't have a sale or if they take their purchase home from us and they get some calves and they just don't really have anywhere to go with them, we will help them market those calves. If they make it to this sale or if we do sell them, help them sell them privately later on, we'll work with you as well. Right. That's awesome. Again, Angus Live, October 4th, the Moffats. Over 70-year history with Angus cattle and, and raising these Angus cattle and selling Angus cattle. and So you got a lot of history. Just look at the success stories. Look at what they've done here in, in the past. And uh, not just themselves, but what they've sold or uh, helped produce and the lines that come off of those. And Craig, man, I just admire what you guys do and, and admire the success that you guys have. And, you know, just that you're humble enough to talk to a guy like me on a podcast. I appreciate it, man. No, no. Like I mentioned, I wanted to, with the way the world works, to put your voice out there and a trustworthy voice is, and then that's kind of something I live by. And I don't like to embellish on anything. If they, if I'm, I'm a humble guy, a trustworthy guy, and and I think this is a good thing so people can understand that. Absolutely. I appreciate you being a part of it, man. Thank you. All right. Again, October fourth, Angus Live. Moffat Angus, look for those eight lots that are very, very high quality. We want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast.